Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. the volume turned down. (laughs) Hey everybody, this is John Waller, and this is his song, As For Me and My House. I'm playing this for a reason, so just enjoy it for a minute or two, okay? Please go ahead and share this out if you can. Hi, Dennis. Hello, everybody else. This is the question. As for me, well, it's the answer, actually. And my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Idols raised, tear them down. Cause we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. <laughs> to one king. For me and my house, we will only serve the Lord. Yeah, we will. That's me and Bareface. It's not many of us in this household. Okay, I'm done with powerless religion. I'm done with powerless religion. That's the goal of this show, to help you not live in deception. Like sheep. Like sheep, we have all gone straight. We must choose this day. Whom we will serve as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. That's right, people. This is God's word, which has more power than the devil anywhere. And we will proclaim it to the nations on Periscope, on YouTube, and everywhere this show goes. And do it without shame. That's right. And boldness people until our dying breath we will proclaim it and embolden the believers like you to stand up to rise up and declare the majesty of Yeshua who is our king and one day every knee will bow Just so you know. So who's with me, huh? You gonna raise the word? You gonna live by the word? Do ya? We'll not give our hearts to another. We'll not give our hearts to another. That's right, we do. Why? Because why not? As for me and my house. Yeah, why not serve the Lord? You know what? Because he loves us. I don't know about you guys, but that is super cool. Do you know that the king of the universe who created you and knit you together in your mother's womb totally loves you? Did you know that? Yeah, you did. Now you do. <laughs> if nobody ever told you that, well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take this headset off here. And I have to tell you 
that, you know, um, it was a couple of days ago, um, I was talking to somebody and, um, you know, and, and we were talking about how dark it's getting for believers, right? I'm trying to make sure I'm looking at the right camera. <laughs> looking over here. Randall is actually putting Periscope comments on the screen, so I'm going to try not to look down as much because, you know, so should I shut my phone off? Can I see everything over here or no? Uh, you should be able to see it. Okay, as long as they scroll up higher. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but here's the thing. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to try not to do that. But anyway, okay, so here's the thing. Um, we are living in the end of time, okay? Okay, anybody that says we're not, just so you know, here's a newsflash. Today is the last day of your life, unless you live until, see, until you see tomorrow. And I know that sounds goofy, but it's true, right? And we are near the end of days, right? We're closer to now to the end of days than we were yesterday. As time goes on, we are near the tail, you know what I mean? And... And it is exciting to live in this time, you guys. Do you realize, okay, I'm just going to say this. Do you realize the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword? you realize that? Do you know that it's able to divide, you know, and, and convict us? It's a living book, man, which is why so many people get mad at it and they don't want to read it because when they read it, they're like, ah, how'd God know that? You know, but they don't want to, they don't want to like, they don't want to admit that God's behind it. And yet have to tell you, there's over 60,000 original manuscripts of this book floating around the world, just so you know, proving it. It has the most documented history ever of any book, just saying, and it's alive, it's living, and you know what? It's 100% accurate. The Bible prophecy that the Lord has fulfilled has been amazing, but here's the truth. We are in a war and it's a spiritual war for the nation but for your soul every single day we wage war whether or not you admit it or you know it or you're aware of it as a believer you're waging war and so this morning I got up and yes I am going to talk about Donald Trump momentarily um, but this is how I wanted to introduce you to the topic because here's the thing this is Bible News Radio. So we're going to look at the Bible first, then we're going to look at the news. We got some abortion story. We got Disney threatening Georgia because of abortion. We got a prayer call rally from Franklin Graham we're going to talk about. And, of course, all the Donald Trump issues going on, too. Okay, so listen to this. Okay, so in First um, Kings chapter 18, we read this story about Elijah. And Elijah was a prophet. Yeah, he was. And I'll, I'll just look up there. Okay, good. I'm glad you started in the right place. <laughs> That's where I was going to tell you to start. Bareface knows me so well. Okay, so let's, let's, let's re-familiarize our, ourselves with this story because the Lord really kind of, he just put this on my heart this morning. I want to read it to you. So this is uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning of verse 20. It says, So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, that's Terry calling me. <laughs> He's going to have to call me later. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. Okay, I'm going to commentate bareface to so just keep it up there. So there's there's a couple of things I want to I want to point out here. First of all, we have Elijah who is a prophet, right? He was a moody guy, just so you know. And here he is, um, you know, trying to do the right thing, and he is being bold, right? And he's standing boldly be before the enemies of God and God's people. And he says this, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? You know, so like God's way or people's way, basically. If the Lord is God, follow him. Hey, if he isn't, then don't. <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's that simple. But if Baal, uh, follow him. And then it says here, but the people did not say a word. Okay, now I'm, I have to look over on that screen to read it. 
Okay, I'll oh. go over there. I'm going to look like I'm looking over there, though. Oh, okay, well. Because <laughs> what are you doing? See, now I have four screens I'm looking at, you guys. Okay. So, anyway, okay. Wait. So, so do you want it on the preview side or do you want it on the live side? I want it on the preview side because I'm the camera is right in front okay. of me. Okay. All right. Well. All right. There he is. Okay. Right, so, well. so here's the thing. The people didn't say a word. Right? And you know what that is? That is very telling because people like to talk, but they didn't say a word. So then it goes on to say, then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen and let them choose one ox for themselves and cut it up and place it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Okay, just think about that. No fire. And I will prepare the other ox and lay it on the wood, and I will not put a fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered and said, you know, that's a good idea. Now, first of all, you got to laugh at that. At least I do, because if you think about it, uh, it was kind of insane. If you really think, If you really think about what he's talking about, all right? If you really think about what he said, that was completely insane. But the people were like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So in verse 25, so Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, which, remember, there's 450 of them. And Baal worshippers, by the way, you could basically, you know, for, for, for the sake of a relatively accurate but simple explanation of what Baal worshippers were. Let's just equate it to the homosexual lobby, okay, and the abortion lobby, okay, because that's basically what it was, and more. <clears throat> so anyway, it says here, so Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one ox for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call in the name of your God, but put no fire under it. Then they took the ox, which was given them, and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us! But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they made, and it came about at noon that Elijah mocked them, and he said, Call out with a loud voice, for he is a god. Either he is occupied or gone aside. By the way, occupied means like he was in the bathroom. That's how some people translate it occupied or gone aside or he's on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and he needs to be awakened so he's mocking the 450 Baal prophets and so they uh said okay i have to find my place again <laughs> so they cried with a loud voice and cut themselves according to their custom so cutting you guys know that people cut you know so that's what they were doing according to their custom and it came about when midday was passed, that they raved until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice. No one answered, and no one paid attention. Now, imagine how you must have felt if you were one of Baal's 450 prophets. Just saying. I'd be slightly humiliated that I was jumping up and down, screaming, dancing, cut, doing these rituals, cutting myself, bleeding, and nothing happened. And then in verse 30, it says, Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to who the word of the God, the word of the Lord, had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Okay? So with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two measures of seed then he arranged the wood and he cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood and he said fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood okay pay attention to this because this is important so remember the 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 details of this challenge if you were were that whatever God answers by fire, that's the real God, okay? And we know the Baal, Baal worshippers, they, they didn't get an answer. But now here Elijah, he's so bold, and I can't wait to meet this guy because he's so fun. He actually gives them, okay, builds a trench, does the wood thing, but let me ask you something, generally speaking, does wet wood catch on fire? Uh, 
no. Generally speaking, it takes a lot of fire to catch something wet on fire. <laughs> because remember, water extinguishes fire, okay? Water puts it out, usually. I mean, generally speaking, you can light something and pour water on it and it's out, right? Okay, so he says here, he arranged the wood, he cut the ox in pieces, he laid it on the wood, then he says, fill four pitchers with water, pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood, so, so the meat's wet, the wood is wet, and he said, do it a second time, and they did it a second time, and he said, do it a third time, he did it a third time, and then the water flowed around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water, okay, so... This is powerful because what we're getting here is we're, we're getting a picture of the boldness of Elijah, but also now we're going to get to see his prayer. So he did this act. So then in verse 36, it says, Then it came about at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, O oh Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, which, by the way, in case you don't know, Israel is another name for Jacob. Today, let it be known that thou art God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord, see there's no hesitation here, then the fire of the Lord fell, and it consumed the burnt offering, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and looked up all the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fall on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Okay? So here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have been there to see that, because I... <laughs> that would have been awesome i mean not the murder of the of the prophet of the false prophets but to see that miracle you guys take place would have been awesome i mean because fire does not generally consume water water generally puts fire out so not only that but fire generally doesn't consume like stone in all that stuff, unless it's a majorly, massively intense thing. So I'm pointing this out because we and, have one. And it generally one, doesn't fall from the sky either. So that, that's a good point. Well, but here's the thing: this is exciting stuff, and this, this is the God that we serve. He wrote about it here in this book, and it happened, right? I mean, this isn't no fairy tale, people. This is awesome reality, right? And it was a miracle. And, you know, I have to say later, if you continue reading the book, Elijah gets a little depressed and stuff. <laughs> but for now, let's just, like, focus on the good thing that happened. And uh, he really enjoyed it, okay? And you gotta admit, the boldness of Elijah, especially mo mocking 450 prophets of Baal, the enemy, that would be like me going out and mocking the Human Rights Campaign, NARAL, Pro-Choice America, CNN and other liberal news networks and just saying, go ahead, I'll go ahead and, and challenge all you liberal wackos to a duel. <laughs> and here, I'll make it easy for you because remember, the gods of Baal didn't answer. They didn't answer. They didn't do anything. And those guys didn't even actually, you know, they didn't set up and make it harder for their god to, to destroy or come down with fire. They didn't do anything. But our prophet, God's prophet, made it a million times more hard for the fire to get consumed, you know, to consume it. I don't know about you, but I find that super cool, super awesome. And that's the God that we serve. We don't have to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And as I said at the beginning of this show, to, till, till I'm not able to broadcast this show all over liberal media and, and, and satanically inspired platforms that are run by wicked people. <laughs> no offense. If you just happen to be the owner of Google, Facebook, Periscope, and etc. <laughs> I want to thank you for letting me use your platform for free and sharing the gospel because that's why I'm here. You know, just saying. 
So, so anyway, so, so I bring this up because we're in the midst of a culture war, okay? And it's been that way for a long time. Trump, President Donald Trump, you know, should he be reelected? Should he be impeached? You know, that is the big, huge trending topic of the day over on Twitter. You know, the trending tweet was, um, what was the trending tweet? Trump, Trump resign now. Trump resign now. Yeah, that's a, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, I voted for Donald Trump. Bareface didn't. Uh, I will vote for him again when he runs because there's no way I'm voting for a Democrat because Democrats are the, are the party of death, in my opinion. No offense if you happen to be pro-life, but they are. Um, the platform promotes death and destruction and undermines everything that I, as a believer, hold dear. And why would I want to vote for a party platform that does that? That's stupid. That's like giving your enemy a full gun and shooting you. Saying, yeah, go ahead, just shoot me. I'm like, why would I do that? That's stupid. Now, the Republican Party is really, in many ways, filled with a lot of yellow-bellied, you know, chested men and women who won't stand for biblical values. They're a compromised party, too. But they are the lesser of two evils, people. So that's why I will vote for him anyway. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Um, you know, Donald Trump is not going to save America. Just like Obama didn't save it. Just like George Bush didn't save it. Just like Ronald Reagan didn't save it. Just like Bill Clinton, who was actually impeached, didn't save it. Okay? No president is going to save our country. That's not going to happen. You know? And here's a newsflash. America is going to fall at some point in history. Whether or not we're all alive when it happens, who knows? It could happen. It couldn't happen. You never know. I mean, you know, who knows how old you are. You know, you could live another 50 years. Me, I'm, I could conceivably love, live another 50 years. But here's the thing, you know, at some point, America's got to fall. Because according to Bible prophecy, there's going to be a world dictator whose name is the Antichrist. He's going to he's going to be mesmerizing, taking over the whole entire world. You know, they're trying to go for a one world government. Yes, that has to happen. There has to be a one world government, which means that America is going to fall. Okay, and Christian persecution is coming here to America, and it's going to be coming here in fuller force than we've ever seen it in this country, I believe. Not because I'm a prophet of doom or a prophetess of doom, but because it's history and it's going to happen. It's already happening all over the world. What makes America think we're immune to it? What, because we're so great? The number one purveyor of pornography and immorality in the world, that's our country. We are also uh, one of the top purveyors of abortion in the world, you know, and that is not something that God has approved of, just so you know, and the advocating of homosexuality throughout the world and America, which, by the way, helped push it throughout the whole world. God's not pleased with that either. So, you know, unless the church decides to arise and repent and go out and evangelize and share the good news with people, this country is going to continue to implode the way it is. And here's what I know for sure. I got something. <laughs> there it is. Got it out. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Something in my mouth. I had a corn tortilla with some cheese for lunch. So I think that was part of the corn tortilla. Maybe it was corn. I actually had corn on a cob too, which was very good. By the way, squirrel, did you know that you could take a raw piece of corn on the cob, wrap it up in a wet paper towel, microwave it for three or four minutes, and then cook it? And that's it. That's it. You don't even have to boil it, just so you know, if you like corn on the cob. But, uh, <clears throat> all right, Bareface, do you want to say anything? No, no. No? Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, so here's, the, here's what else I know. We will implode because when you look at the immigration issue, um, we have people that have come to this country to destroy the country, right? Islam being number one. And illegal immigration being number two. Should we build a wall? Heck yeah. Should we enforce our current laws that are on the books? Heck yeah. We definitely should. Just saying. Um, we need to. That will help a little bit. 
But the enemies are here already among us, just so you know. They're already here. Islam wants to wipe out America by next year, just so you know. Will they? No, I don't think they will. Not yet. But their goal is to, you know. And so don't make mo no mistake and think that, you know, just because right now we're at a relative time of peace in America, that there's not going to be some type of destruction coming to this country at some point. There will be. It, it, it just it just will be. Yeah. All right. So let me let me read some of the comments. If Trump leaves office, doesn't Pence become president? Yes, he he would. If 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 Trump was impeached and actually left, unlike Bill Clinton, when he was impeached and left, Vice President Pence would be promoted to president, and then the Secretary of State would be promoted to vice president. That's my understanding. If I know my history. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, impeach just means to formally charge is what that right. means. It doesn't mean Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know, removed from office or any such thing. Yes. Yeah. Clinton didn't well, leave. William Jefferson Clinton was impeached. He was, Congress. but he didn't but he didn't leave. But Nixon, see, this is a lot of people compare that. When Nixon was impeached, he left. Which I don't think because he actually he, came to impeachment. I think that the no, he he was an honorable man who resigned. Yeah, I know, but I don't think with, he even came to formal charges. The investigation started, and then and yeah. then he resigned. Yeah, Nixon left on his own accord, and he wasn't impeached. Okay, right. But here's the thing: if you think about Richard Nixon, by the way, I've been to the Nixon Museum in California. It's in Yorba Linda great museum he was actually one of our better presidents come believe it or not people you know the whole watergate thing and and all that what he did was wrong he knew it but here's the thing do you realize that president nixon left on his own accord with a thumb like a thimble's worth of evidence against him compared to today when bill clinton and even obama you know, all those guys, they have, like, this trail of mountains of of evidence, actual evidence. <laughs> They're like, nah, I'm not going to leave. Whatever. You know. Yeah, Nixon could have. He could have definitely survived impeachment. But he was one of the better presidents if you actually know some of your history. But anyway. All right. So uh, Nixon could have survived. Okay, I'm trying to see this. Yeah. But even with the tapes, do you realize he could have destroyed those tapes easily? That's the thing. He could have. He could have destroyed them, but he didn't. All right. So, um, so the big, the big reason why people are upset today, at least from what I gather, is that, you know, Trump wasn't charged. And, um, you know, there's, he, he tweeted actually earlier, he tweeted, case closed. Um, and it says here, well, five hours ago, he tweeted, just arrived in Colorado, getting ready to deliver the commencement speech at the Air Force Academy graduation. Very exciting. Probably will be broadcast live on TV. They want good ratings. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I really did think that was funny because I thought it was funny. Um, President Trump has a sense of humor. Um, then he says here, uh, Robert Mueller came to the Oval Office along with other potential candidates seeking to be named the director of the FBI. He had already been in that position for 12 years. I told him no. The next day he was named special counsel, a total conflict of interest. Nice. Um, and then where is the thing? Oh, yeah. So, and then he, he tweeted earlier today. Um, the greatest presidential harassment in history after spending $40 million over two dark years with unlimited access, people, resources, and cooperation, highly conflicted, Robert Mueller would have brought charges if he had anything, but there were no charges to bring. Russia, Russia, Russia. That's all you heard at the beginning of this witch hunt hoax. And now Russia has disappeared because I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected. It was a crime that didn't exist, so now the Dems and their partner, the fake news media, um, say he fought back against the phony crime that didn't exist, this horrendous false accusation, and he shouldn't fight back. He should just sit back and take it. Could this be obstruction? No. Mueller didn't find obstruction either. Presidential harassment. Now, those, those are the, that, I mean, that's the, those are the words of Donald Trump. 
the words of the people that don't like Donald Trump, they're basically saying that when he tweeted out, um, and now Russia has disappeared because I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected. In their mind, they read that as An he, admission of yeah that he confessed that he actually helped that Russia actually help did really help him. So, um, PDX now, how do you support such a narcissistic person as Trump? Well, just so you know, in my opinion, every president is pretty much a narcissist. You can't hold that position of power without being a narcissist. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Um, he was way better than Hillary Clinton, who is a sociopath, in my opinion, and a narcissist to boot. I mean, Donald Trump, I don't think, is a sociopath. Hillary Clinton, definitely. There are dead people, and they are like, there's like a mile-long history of dead people behind the Clintons. There's not behind Trump. And so that's a huge difference, just so you know, in my opinion. So, hi, Daniel. Uh, he just said... Russia, are you helped him get elected? You hurt? No. What he what he said? <laughs> I don't know what it is with how people are hearing that. I understand exactly what he said. He said, and now Russia has disappeared because I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected. He's saying it I had nothing. It's bad grammar, but he's from New York. Everybody should know this by now. No offense, I'm from New York. Just so you know, I was born there. Don't hate me. Yeah. Hillary loves, okay, so Hillary needs to be in prison. She's very evil. Yeah, and that's one thing Donald Trump hasn't done. He hasn't, he has not done what he said he was going to do. She should be in a jumpsuit for sure. Hillary loves the Russians. Hillary is a witch. Well, I, I, I wouldn't call her that, but I, I think that's kind of mean, but I do think she's a sociopath. <laughs> um, the difference between Clinton and Trump is that Trump loves the this country. Yeah, I would agree that there's, there is that. I think. Anyway. It's just, to me, it's been both, um... <coughs> am I talking? Yeah, I guess it's a pretty good level. Do you want me to turn it no, up? No, it's okay. Sure. It just it's not. As it's loud as you. It's not. That's why. How's that? All that right, better that'll, for you? That'll do. Okay. I feel powerful now. All right. Um, you know, there, there have always been, a, there has always been a division in politics. You know, it's usually, you know, fight tooth and nail during the election and then whatever and then uh, your your candidate doesn't win it's like well that sucks and so we'll endure this for the next four to eight years and i've been on this planet a little bit of time more than five decades now 55 you're a speed limit so i've seen i have seen a few An old speed limit i i have seen a few presidential elections more than some of you, probably not as much as many of you, but this time out, you know, it's been continued for all four years. Our marriage has survived. Yeah, all yeah. all four years of just this um, venomous. Uh oh, our cameras are freaking out. <laughs> oh well. Oh no. All right, that's okay. Can you still hear us, people? They, they should be able to hear us. Okay, put a three if you can hear us. Put a three, five, and eight. Put three fifty-eight if you can hear us. I just want to make sure if you're listening really well. <laughs> uh, so, do you agree this is the worst division in your lifetime? Most divisive president for a reason. I actually think President Obama was more divisive. Actually, okay, good. You guys are listening. <laughs> You guys are so funny. Okay, I don't know what's going on with the camera, but whatever. You don't have to see us to know us and love us. The question mark is, yes, we're behind the question mark, people. <laughs> is it really us? Yeah, it is. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so let me go ahead and continue. Oh, Bareface is back. Okay. No, I'm not. You're not? Okay. Well, let me, let me speaking of Trump, let me go ahead and talk about Franklin Graham, the son of the late Billy Graham. Um, and because some of you probably saw this on Facebook, but it says here, Franklin Graham announces special day of prayer against enemies of President Trump. Um, I just want to bring this to your attention because I think this is important. Okay. It says here, evangelist Franklin Graham announces a special day of prayer to ask God to protect President Donald Trump from his political foes. If Trump succeeds, we all benefit, Graham proclaimed in a video posted to social media. 
But if his enemies are allowed to destroy him and pull down the presidency, it will hurt our entire nation. Uh-huh. And the announcement comes as congressional Democrats debate whether to pursue impeachment proceedings against Trump for obstructing justice in the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election and other matters. The special day of prayer for the president event will take place at participating churches next Sunday. A statement announcing the event was posted to the website of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which is led by Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham, and also the president of Samaritan's Purse. The statement reads, We, the undersigned, are called, calling for June 2nd to be a special day of prayer for the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, that God would protect, strengthen, embolden, and direct him. We believe our nation is at a crossroads, at a dangerous precipice. The only one who can fix our country's problems is God himself, and we pray that God will bless our president and our nation for his glory. And then, and then it gives a big list of people who signed it. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring that to your attention because it is super important to pray for the president and to pray for those who are in authority because the Bible says that when you do that, when you pray for those in authority, you will live a peaceful life. You know what I'm saying? So, I just got here. Is this broadcast for or against Trump? Curious. Wait, wait. Hold this. Curious, though. Everyone has views. Well, Ed Dennis, I am your sweet and lovable host. <laughs> We're having a camera problem at the moment, but I voted for President Trump. Yeah, I did, because I didn't want Hillary to be our president. Um, and I like the show. The Apprentice. That's why I voted. No, I'm just kidding. Well, and wait, and Bareface did not vote for President Trump because he wanted to throw away his vote and create division in the Harp household, which he did. No, yeah, I'm going to throw uh, up a freeze frame of myself. My camera froze that's, on that's... this picture of me pursing my lips there. <laughs> so no. I am not a never Trumper. I am not a. I am not like a. I I don't agree I don't agree with everything, but he's way better than Hillary. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. Miss question mark. I've been deemed a question. Uh, you know, the, the, I gotta the, love it. The question was asked earlier. <laughs> That's so funny. The question was asked earlier. Yeah. You know, uh, seeing all these elections, and this has been the most divisive. You know, how would you explain that? Yeah. There are a couple of ways of possible explanations. I'm not stating this as fact, but something to consider. Uh, first of all, when you look at all previous presidents, my I think my mic level is too high because it's... You want me to turn it down now? Yeah. Okay, how's that? Is that better? Yeah, and probably somewhere around there. Okay. Because it's, it's going above zero dB, which isn't good. Yep. Anyway... Um, we're having, we're just so you know, if you just came in, we're having camera issues. And you might want to turn your mic level down too. Hi, Tommy. How you doing, girlfriend? We seem to be talking louder now that we've got no (laughs) camera. No, no camera. Just pretend you know what we look like. And I'm having a great hair day too. That's the annoying part. Man, my hair looks good today. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, um, what I would, here's some things to consider Mm -hmm. about this latest presidency versus all previous uh one this is if you look at all previous uh, uh presidents and you look at that research done by the the middle school student in northern california who yeah. figured out that all these presidents you know have a common ancestor right they're all related and you kind of wonder about this um new world order stuff yeah oh, uh, i believe in it as far as i know trump isn't one of those he's a total outsider so he's he's a conservative, so he's not a liberal. So he's getting flacked from the li- liberal. Ah, uh, wait a minute. I can't. I'm going to disagree just slightly. I don't think Trump is completely conservative. Well, just no. Just saying. He, I think he, you know, he's pro homosexual on many things. He's appointed a couple homos to his homosexuals to his cabinet. He was a registered Democrat for a long time. So was Hillary. Yeah. I mean, Hillary was a registered Republican. Just exactly, saying. right. So, so she flipped. Okay. Yeah, so the, you know, expediency is the end right. result. I know. You know, he, he is a politician, even though he was, you know, in business. He was a reality TV show host Right, first, but... And a realtor. But, you know... But he was better than Hillary. 
Just saying. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, I'll be quiet. he's from outside that system. He's from right. outside the D.C. system. So he's going to, mm-hmm. being more conservative than the left, he's right. going to get flack from them. And he's going to get flack from the establishment. Yep. Because he's he's a, he's a maverick. He's he's a you know. And so, he's got hair like a maverick. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like a wild you're, horse. You're fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. You know that he's he's you know, an outsider, and so he's gonna get he's gonna get flack from all angles, right? All people because he's an outsider. And second... And he's the oldest president we've ever had. True. Mm-hmm. And uh, second thing to consider, again, I'm not offering these as facts, but just things to consider, like the question was asked. Can you at least put a picture of us up? Uh, do you have one handy? Mm. On my Facebook page. We can put the website up. Uh, okay, anyway, go on. Does it bug you guys mm. you can't see us? Because, you know, just saying. <laughs> I can rub my nose now. I can pick my nose. You can't see it. Just saying. I know. I did say that out loud just now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. that. That's so one of my not favorite pictures of me, but whatever. I don't really care. Yeah, it's something. I know. He's just trying to complete a thought. Okay, I'll be quiet. Uh, well, Even though I am the main host, I shall remain quiet, people. So. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> and another factor is just the moral climate in which we live. Yeah. Is, in the United States, it's a post-Christian society. We looked at the article the other day where the nons make up the largest percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. That you know, non-believers, at least non-believers in a traditional <laughs> sense, they they are they are non-religionists. You know, um, and atheists, they make up the largest percentage of the population here right. in the United States. And so we're at a different place in a post Christian relativistic culture um, that has championed um, individualism, i.e., selfishness. And. <laughs> And to where, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, it's about me, myself, and I. And so people are more bold, whereas, well, the dinner table, we don't talk about religion or politics. Yeah, we do. I know, but, you know, there's <laughs> kind of that sort of standard, it's, you know, you just right. kind of bitch, bitch your lip, you know. that Bitch uh, your lip. You know what that sounded like, right? Bit, like biting <laughs> your lip? What do you mean? It's <laughs> the way you... S- did that sound like the B word to any of you, the way that he said that? Not at all. So you it, just, you no, know, it you just did. bit your lip and, <laughs> and, then, and just... The way that you said that, it did. That's why I had yeah. to, I was like double taking the fact that you didn't say a bad word. But anyway. Diane agrees. Yes, you sounded like you said that B word, bareface. Oh, and, just... and so Melanie said so, Kim said so, Tommy says so. Okay, well, you just <laughs> bit your lip. And, and, you know, kind of true, true tolerance, you know, true tolerance back in the day. In my day, Shani, we exercised true tolerance. Diane just said, I couldn't believe he said that. And Mama Gina said, yeah, he did. Okay. I'll just shut up because I can't seem to, when I'm trying to complete a thought... I get a sentence, some okay. commentary, right, half quiet. a sentence, okay, more I'll commentary. Be okay, I'll be quiet, but it did sound a like quarter you said a bad sentence, word. more commentary that has nothing to do with anything I said, <laughs> and so my whole train Ex- of thought is lost. Except it sounded almost like Pastor Bearface said a bad word. So anyway, go on. I'll be quiet. <laughs> so will I. This should make for an interesting <laughs> podcast that's completely silent. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, I, we should tell you, we actually have a sponsor. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We're really happy to. Thank God we do. Camp Shoshana, hey, hey, speaking of this, I got to tell you something. Okay, Camp Shoshana, listen up, people. Camp Shoshana is um, being put on by Ariel Ministries. It's their camp. And here's the thing. Um, they need a cook. So here, I'm throwing this out. They actually need somebody to cook, somebody who's cooked like lots of meals and stuff. They're looking for a cook to go and cook up at camp. 
okay? They need to be able to work with lots of people in a kitchen and serve hundreds of people. Uh, I don't even know if that's how many people show up to camp, but however many, they need to be a really good cook. And here's the thing. If you want to apply for the job, you can, uh, and you get you get free room and board, basically, if you go up and you cook at this camp, which would be totally cool if you do it, right? That's what the thing said, right? I think that's what I read. <laughs> so here's my, uh, let me <clears throat> let me pull in my Gmail here so I can pull up the exact thing that Ariel told me. So here's the thing. If you guys know anybody that is a cook, a professional cook, you know, people that actually cook food um, and want to go to this camp and they want, um, let's see here, let me verify this before all of a sudden I, I advertise something that's not 100% accurate. Oh, there I am. Hello, people. Yeah, you can show my arms, man. I look good there. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Promotion and ad. Okay, so here is what he said. And I quote, Ah, two cooks are needed to assist the food services manager for the Camp Shoshana program from July 1st through September 3rd. This will be a paid staff person with experience who will work with a team of kitchen staff to provide delightful and timely meals to supplement the rich spiritual fare from the teaching. Accommodation will be provided at the camp. Because of labor regulations, only U.S. nationals or people with green cards can be considered. If you would like to serve the Lord in this way, please contact Gary Deemers by phone at Camp Shoshana. And basically, if you're interested, you know anything, I'm not going to give Gary's phone number out to everybody, but you can get in touch with me. i give you the phone number to do that. But <clears throat> if you know any professional cooks, then Camp Shoshana might be a super great thing for them to go and cook at and get some spiritual food at the same time, which would be totally cool, by the way. All right. So also, Bible News Radio, use your coupon code Bible News to buy anything at the store. Yes, no illegals, Sean. That's that's what they're saying. No illegal aliens can camp, cook on camp, come, come at camp. Anyway. Bigots. So, I know. Anyway. Okay, so there's that. Also, did you guys hear about this article over on the Christian Post? Disney threatens to boycott Georgia over the heartbeat abortion ban? Kind of makes me want to move to Georgia. Yeah, it does. It's not that far from Tennessee. <sighs> so Des Disney is threatening to quit doing business in Georgia. Over the state's recently passed law banning abortions when a fetal heartbeat is detected. Yep, the Walt Disney Company Chief Executive Bob Iger, or Iger, I don't know how to say that, said in an interview with Reuters, which really should be pronounced Reuters the way it's sound there, but anyway, it's Reuters. <laughs> it's, on, on Wednesday said that it would be, quote, very difficult, unquote, to continue doing business in Georgia if the law, if the state law takes effect as scheduled January 1st. Now, I got to say something. I'm not going to read any more. I'm not going to read any more, but look, at, look listen, listen to me, okay? The knuckleheads that run Disney, which, by the way, I'm not a fan of Disney. I don't go to Disneyland. I don't go to Disney World. I'm not a big fan. I don't buy Mickey Mouse apparel like my friend Jennifer does. I just don't, okay? Because Disney, in my book, is evil. But... Think about it. Disney is promoting abortion. So, and really what they're doing is they're promoting killing off the people that they would want to come to their parks. I, I remember years ago when I was living in California, Randall and I, we went down to a pro-life uh, picket. We picketed Disneyland at Disneyland. And I've shared this before. So maybe some of you have heard it. Okay. But I'll never forget, I was standing there with my friends. We had the abortion signs with the dead babies on it, you know, and everything. And this guy walks up with his little kid, <clears throat> mad as heck. I can't believe you guys are outside here doing this, showing these, yeah, pictures and, yeah, and all this other stuff. You're upsetting my child. I go, really now? I'm upsetting your child because I'm standing for life. Do you realize that, that... We're trying to get them business by saving babies' lives so that when mom and dad have the baby and they become five or six years old that they can go and see Mickey Mouse. I mean, hello, people. I mean, that just tells you how stupid these people are. <laughs> just stupid. So they want to go and bully Georgia the exact same way that they want to go and bully North Carolina when North Carolina did stuff that they hated. 
You know, Disney is reprobate. They are completely reprobate. Uh, I do not support them at all. But just so you know, if you get Legal Shield, you can get discounts to the, their parks <laughs> in case you want to go and support the evil of Disney World or Disneyland. Um, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, it's stupid. It's just stupid business. Okay, so you're going to go boycott a state. Because you, you really, because you want to advocate killing people, which is basically what they're doing. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Is it just me or is that just stupid? That's just stupid. I mean, <laughs> I just think that's stupid. Just saying. It has been said that Trump is a spiritual Cyrus whom my understanding is that God greatly used. Yes. Evil and him. Yes, used him. Um, yes. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on who you believe and how you want to spiritualize things. But I think personally, this is just what I think. I think that there was a huge, massive spiritual war going on during the election, as there should be, right? Good waging war against evil. I think the liberal media freaked out the night Hillary lost. And they didn't know what to do. In fact, I watched it and I was laughing really hard. I was like, I was like, no way. I actually thought this is a true story. Now it's all coming back to me. I was laying in bed. And we were watching the returns. And I was like, eh, you know, they already called it for Hillary. I'm going to sleep. I fell asleep. Randall can attest to this. I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I looked at the thing on my phone and Trump had won. And I hit Randall. I'm like, it says Trump won. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't the best night ever to me, Tommy. The best night ever to me in the history of all media that I've ever seen in my entire whole life was the night that Hillary had to give her concession speech. <laughs> that was the best night. Because I was like, oh my gosh, how is this woman in her pantsuit, you know, who's having blackouts and all this other stuff the media was pointing out at the time, how is she going to look straight into the face of the American people and eat a big crow of humble pie. You know, that was, that was what I, I thought that that was the, the best thing ever, you know? So, but yeah, it was definitely a, a thing, but anyway. Of, of note, I know you're going to read the rest of the article. No, I wasn't. But, uh, one sentence in there. Poor Hillary, yeah. Is, uh, some have accused Disney of holding a double standard, noting that while the company considers leaving Georgia over its abortion law, they've recently considered opening a new resort in Saudi Arabia. Well, yeah, if it's all about women's rights, you know, <laughs> they're taking away women's rights. Saudi Arabia is not known, you know, for women's rights. Um, you know. No. Where women cannot drive unless they recently changed that. Used to be a woman was not allowed to drive. No, and, and they can get beat up by their Muslim husbands, and it's perfectly fine. They yeah. can be raped, and they can be stoned to death. And just saying. I mean, literally stoned and, with stones. Yeah, you know? and and can't go out alone unless they're accompanied by a husband or brother. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. Are you going to put yourself on camera? I can't. There's only one working camera. Oh, there is. Oh, you put. Did yes. you put your? Oh, that's how he did it. Aw, you see what a noble husband I have? He gave me his camera so you guys could see me and not him. My heart. Uh, it's still. Yeah, it's still beating. That's good. <laughs> All right, so she didn't give a speech, Podesta did. Well, but she did have to give a speech because I watched it. Maybe it wasn't a formal speech, but she did, like, have to say, you know, whatever. Randall is a gentleman. He is way more of a gentleman than all of you people know, but he is a delightful man of my heart. Yeah, he is. Who wouldn't say a bad word? like? <laughs> I swear you're going to have to go back and listen to the replay because you did. it sounded like you said that word, and I wasn't the only one that heard it, so just saying. Uh, okay, and I look Jewish. That's because this much of me is. Yeah. One percent. <laughs> Ah, justice for Hillary. If only. If only we could get justice for Hillary. Okay, I forgot to announce. Let's see what else do I got to tell you. 
uh, I saw and others and also saw on TV flies landing on Hillary while she spoke spiritual meaning. Okay. Well, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting Fair thought. Enough. All right. Hey, speaking of controversy next week on Tuesday, uh, Darren Mel is going to be my guest. Now, if you guys have never heard his testimony, Darren lived as a homosexual man for many years he was radically involved in the homosexual lobby and just living out as a bold, flamboyant homosexual man, okay? And then one day, Jesus came into his life. Next thing you know, he's down, married, has two children, and just last week, I think it was last weekend, he was in Washington, D.C. at the Freedom March, marching down there with 200 other lesbians, homos gays, uh, bisexuals, transgendered individuals who have all repented and been set free from that sexual, those sexual attractions and feelings, including um, stuff. So he was down there at that rally that nobody in the liberal media covered because they hate that. Blah, we don't want to show that. That that's blah, that proves that's against our agenda. Well, anyway, Darren's been a friend of ours for a while, and I asked him a long time ago to come on our show. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't have the reason to write, come on at that time when I asked him months ago, but he is coming on Tuesday. So make plans Tuesday to come and join us to hear his testimony. Cause I guarantee you, you guys love Stephen Black. You're going to love Darren. <laughs> Darren is a, he's a bold man and he knows what he's talking about. He's theologically, biblically, completely sound. And he is an evangelist for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Just saying. Uh, it is, it is um, going to be awesome hearing this powerful testimony of freedom in Christ from a former homosexual, okay? I know, we're going to get spiked all over social media as always, but whatever. You guys can share it out as much as possible, and you can come and hear the testimony. It's going to be a great show. Also, Darren is also a Legal Shield member. He just signed on. I think we shared our testimony that he did yesterday or two days ago. Um, and so don't forget, you guys, if you want to sign up for Legal Shield, um, I'm doing a special this first couple of weeks of June to celebrate my one year anniversary uh, in, as an independent uh, representative for uh, for Legal Shield. In fact, I had a great uh, meeting this morning with a couple people. And here's here's something you got to know. If you don't have a will, get one. If for that's the only reason you get the service, get it for the will, your advanced directive, and your power of attorney uh, work. If I had had this before I did that with my dad, I would have saved a lot of money, just so you know. Um, also, you should get identity theft protection. I know, I think probably half of you, most of you in here already have it. You're smart, just so you know, because there are constant breaches. There is a breach on Canva couple days ago. There was a breach on iTunes. There's breaches every day, people. Yeah, there is. So you want to protect yourself. Be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove and prepare and protect yourself ahead of time. <laughs> anyway, if you want more info, just go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 and or just get in touch with me directly. Okay. Because I would love to help you out, people. Yeah, I would. And if you become a member of mine, I will send you a gavel which happens to be in my purse downstairs that I carry to my meeting. And I have to tell you, it's funny because people think, ah, there she is with the gavel. They always think I'm a lawyer. And I'm like, no, I run an auction on the side. Just kidding. No. <laughs> that was funny. Come on, people. Oh, yeah. And one other thing. I shall end the show this way. Here it is. I heard a story. And here it is. Yes, make America great again. Um, <laughs> there was a man. No. Yeah, it was. There was this couple. They lived in a house. Yeah, they did. And one day they were complaining about it. They were complaining about how awful it was and just bleh, nothing was good. And so the man went to his mentor and he said, the mentor asked him, and this is not a joke. I know you think this is a joke. This is not like my foot foot joke, just so you know. Anyway. So he says to his mentor, what's going on? He's like, eh, complaining about his house and how horrible this is and blah, 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 blah. So the guy, the mentor says to the man, um, I want you to do what I tell you to. Do you mind? He's like, nope, you're my mentor. He says, please go out to your farm and take 12 of your cows 
and move them inside your house. And I want you to live with your cows inside your house for a week. And the guy's like, what? Are you out of your mind? Seriously, are you crazy? And uh, the mentor said, no, I'm not crazy. Go get your cows, move them into your house. So the guy, being the obedient disciple decided he would go out, drag all his cows into his house. And for a week, lived with all 12 cows in his house. Yeah, he did. You know, in the middle of the night, he heard mooing. <laughs> okay, that's turned into a joke, but sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I wish I had children to tell stories to. It would be so much fun. But anyway, so he, uh, you know, got up in the morning. He didn't have to go very far to milk his cows because they're in his house. <laughs> Anyway, a week later, came by, <laughs> and he, uh, <clears throat> the, the homeowner is miserable because he's had 12 cows in his house the whole time. <laughs> and so he meets with his mentor, and his mentor says, so how's it going? He's like, it's going okay. <clears throat> it's been a hard week. Why is that? Well, I have 12 cows in my house. You told me to put them in there. It's been it's been a little bit crowded, noisy, stinky, and all that stuff. Just saying. And uh, so the mentor says, okay, now I want you to do something else. So he said, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to take your cows now. I want you to put them back out in the pasture where they belong. So they can roam around and they can eat grass and chew cud and all that stuff out, outside, not inside your house. Because really, cows should not be living in a house. So the guy's like, okay, good. I will do that. No problem. <clears throat> and he says, check in with me in a week. So he did. He did it. He lived in his house for a whole week without the cows there. The next week, he meets with his mentor. And the mentor says, how you doing? How is, how's life going? And the guy's like, oh, it's so great. I love life. I love the house. I love everything. It's perfectly great and great, great, great. It's awesome. No cows in my house. <laughs> Just saying. And uh, anyway, long story short, that was the story. And what's the moral of the story? Well, two things. Number one, never share that at a business networking meeting because according to Bareface, it doesn't apply. But none of you are going to that right now, so it doesn't really matter. Number two... Life is always what you make it. You know, you can choose to be miserable with your current circumstances, right? I mean, that guy hated his house until 12 cows had to live with him. After he had 12 cows, those cows left. His house was still the same. So it's all a different uh, perspective. And I just share that because that's life in general, people. And our Christian walk is the same way. We spend so much time looking at negative stuff of the world that it's really easy to go, oh my gosh, woe is me, the end of the world. All you got to do is watch Twitter. I laugh at Twitter. I laugh at it. I only used the hashtag because it was clickbait, true story, because I knew it would bring people in. I can really care less about who's our president. I honestly don't care. I mean, I care that much. I care enough to vote, but I don't care enough to follow all the hype and stuff because it's stupid. It's just stupid. He doesn't control my life. God is in control of my life. And really, this is where we should be focusing more of our time. You know what I mean? Opening up God's word. Remember Elijah and the gods of Baal. You know, the God that Elijah served is the God that we serve. So really, we should never worry about anything because we don't have to. We serve God who loves us. And this is the thing. This is what people are lacking in the world. They lack the perspective of the Holy One of Israel, and they lack the perspective of what God's Word says about eternity. They're miserable. They think this is it. You know what? I have to tell you, the best is yet to come, which, by the way, Legal Shield people always say all the time. You know, I'm getting, I'm just getting started because the best is yet to come. Here's a true story. This life is a vapor. Poof! We're all going to be gone at some point. Our ancestors before us, they're not here. We are. 
And you know what? We have eternity to look forward to, which is going to be awesome for the believer, but not for the unbeliever. So we need to get on and remember to be bold in our faith, to stand up, and to go boldly forth into the culture that the Lord has called us to. Because he's placed you and me, not just Esther or Elijah, in this place for a time such as this.